Well, well, here we are. Hello. Swatch. Swatch. New McDLT. Face it. You're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you know. Pontiac Fiero. Now, only $8.99 at Jakey's. He slimed me. I want my MTV. Bueller. And what they gonna do? Identity has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember. Yes, sir. Thanks, Kevin, for the assist. Uh, today, we've got a very cool um, very cool podcast, I think. It's, it'll be, it's cool in my mind, anyway. I don't know about the rest of you. We're going to do what is called a, an 80s toolbox, so like... Uh, every good mechanic has a great set of tools for the job. So in this case, it's going to be, what is your favorite 80s song for this topic or that topic or the other and so on and so forth. It was actually Jim Lawler's idea. So Jim, talk about uh, where you came up with this idea. My wife and I, I think we're talking about, you know, the, the ultimate song of various classes and things like that. And I think it, we had heard it somewhere. I'll, I'll I'll make that a short part of the story, but we had heard the idea somewhere, and then we you know sort of came up with the you know the Swiss Army knife of songs, and you know the sort sort of uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, you know what what uh, types of songs, what would be the uh, the ultimate song you'd want of each each uh, thing. Not that songs are going to help you get off the island, but you know maybe keep you from going stir crazy. Awesome. So before we get to the actual the actual topic here, we're going to do a little thing we like to call 80s Rewind. So we're going to go around the table here and we're going to talk to everybody about something this week that happened in 80s pop culture that kind of struck you a certain way. So uh, we're going to start with Kevin and we're going to go around the horn and then uh, I'll, I'll do the final one there. All right. That sounds great. So... Uh... As you know, my birthday was uh, uh, last week, and I got together with uh, the family over the weekend, and my mom pulled me aside, and she says, I, I got you a gift. I want you to open it first, but tell me if you don't like it. You may not like it. So so she pulled me aside, and I opened it, and it was. He has a member-only <laughs> jacket, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She bought me a member. She said, I hear you guys saying it all the time on the podcast. She said, I found one and she bought it for me. So I've got myself a members only jacket. So uh. that is awesome. So <laughs> for um, you. just full disclosure, she sent me a text. Really? Yes. And when she, when I'm out on, I was out with Matt and she, and I, I share it with Matt. Like we're both looking at it. Do you think Kevin would like a members only jacket? I'm like, Heck yes, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I put it on there and I was like, that coat looks great. So, yeah, I'll be wearing that. Of course it, it uh, does. You're a stud. Why wouldn't you wear a members only jacket? It's only Falls members only right around the so corner. So right here. <laughs> right there. <laughs> it will look fantastic on you in October. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kevin, you got to go like the pumpkin show and walk oh, around with it. For sure. There you <laughs> go. Mollus can make it come back. So can members only jackets. They should. I want the 80 shoulder pads. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one thing that's missing. That's <laughs> Kevin, you got the manly broad shoulders. You should be okay. That's right. I should be okay. <laughs> They're not like broad like arts. No, never will be. Our arts one of the only guys I know in the eighties that did not need the shoulder pads because he right. always had them. So <laughs> so sure, art my, my uh wallet. <laughs> Art, what is your 80s rewind moment for the week? Well, yeah, you know, kind of last minute, so I had to think. Going back, it was probably a little bit more than a week ago, which I sent a text to Kevin. I kind of regret not buying it. It was a uh, 18 comic book. Uh, I've been tempted to go back and buy it, but my other 80s moment, I did buy a book from the 80s. Of course, you know me. Captain America, 1989. Uh, the first appearance of John Walker as a U.S. agent. So any comic book nerds will understand what that is. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm tempted to go back and buy the the 18 comic book. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't buy that. I can't yeah. either. Yeah, I pity the fool wouldn't buy an 18 comic book. Painful. <laughs> yeah, I kind of regret it. So I, I might go back and get it if it's still there. Snatch it up. Gotcha. But that was my. Problem. I'm sorry. Good. Was that, that was my 80s moment. Okay. Uh, Snowball. Well, I always find one of the best places to go back in time is just to go to your parents' house. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Um, Obviously, in the late 80s, it was a big deal to get an entertainment center. And my parents went all out. They got them the really big, nice Oak Entertainment Center. And here they are now, 30-some years later, trying to squeeze a, a flat screen TV somehow inside their entertainment center because it's such a good piece of furniture, you can't get rid of it, even though it's not functional in any way, but they still keep trying to utilize it. And, and even if you wanted to get rid of it, it's 900 pounds, so good it, luck. It absolutely is. So so instead of them going out and buying a nice you know, 60-inch or whatever, I think they have about a... 32 inch screen <laughs> that fits inside. <laughs> nice. That's wonderful. So, uh, my 80s rewind moment, uh, many of you may have saw this, uh, this, this week on the Living in the 80s Facebook page or elsewhere. So, there's going to be a Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff coming. It's Sam and Victor's Day Off. Who's Sam and Victor, you might ask? Remember the two clowns that stole the Ferrari uh, from Ferris and Cameron and took it on the joyride? Apparently, their names were Sam and Victor. So the the makers of Cobra Kai got a hold of the rights or whatever, and Sam and Victor are getting their own. I'm not sure if it's a movie or a series. I can't think how they would stretch a series out for those two. But, you know, we didn't think that we'd have five seasons of Cobra Kai, which, by the way, is coming up next week. So season five should be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that one. I do have. Look, I'm sitting here at my desk, yes. and I do I do see something here that was on my desk prior to this. I didn't notice until I set the comic book down, and I'm sure you'll remember this. You've got a Gumby pen. This is the original Gumby pen I had in the 80s on my jacket. Wow, wow. I still have mine along with, I've got a U2 pen. Uh, I've got a few other ones, but I do have a, it's got Gumby and Pokey standing together. Arts has the more relaxed, laid back uh, Gumby. It looks like he's on a hammock, but he's not. He's just like suspended in midair. So that that's a great, Gumby had a huge comeback in the 80s. I love Gumby, darn it. Okay, so. hey, there's my one pin, and it's not mine. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not yours. Mike has a Steve Perry pin. It's a picture <laughs> of Steve Perry in like the O'Sherry era hat. Yes. It, so, I, I, so it's your wife's, I assume? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so we got two bonus 80s moments here. Just, there you go. You guys are just making my day. So uh, we're going to take a brief break here, and when we come back, we're going to open up our 80s toolbox and talk about some really cool stuff, so hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Uh, right now, we are going to um, get on with our topic, which should be a super fun one as far as I'm concerned. You guys know that have listened to this podcast. The guys I've got on this podcast now have all been on at different times, and we've all talked about music in one way, shape, or form. And uh, we're going to go ahead and roll with, with Jim's topic. Uh, so we're going to go like around the horn again. We're going to start with Kevin and work our way around. So, Kevin, let's start off with your favorite karaoke or sing-along song. So, I am not a fan of karaoke. Um, I, I don't really like to sing, and people like to hear me sing even less. Um, but I was thinking if, if I was walking past a place that's, you know, there's a bunch of people singing a karaoke song. The one that came to my mind that I would want to hear other people singing would probably be Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that yeah, obviously, Sweet Caroline, which isn't in the 80s, so I couldn't, you know, that's that's a popular one. But um, Don't Stop Believing seemed like a good sing-along song, so I think that one would work. Okay. It's a, it's a true 80s anthem. We talked about before, like, any time during the day, you can hear, like, you if you're, if you're surfing your channels enough, you're going to hear Don't Stop Believing played somewhere. All right, Michael. All right. Um, this one kind of has a little bit of a memory for us. So we used to live in Virginia many years ago when the boys were small. Used to do a lot of driving back and forth to uh, travel basketball games and stuff. And uh, one of the songs the boys liked to sing along with me back in the day was... Uh, I'll Be There For You by Bon Jovi. We used to have emotions and everything. And then when uh, Bon Jovi hits that painful screeching sound at the end of the last chorus, you know, <laughs> we'd all try to hit that horrible note. You know, so it was the number one song back in 1989, though. I believe it. I remember it well. Yes, my ex-wife, the reason we got divorced was because of her love of Bon Jovi. 
Um, <laughs> how much I, I had just had enough. <laughs> I kid, Kim. I know you probably listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Art, what about you, brother? Okay, what well, a couple, but uh, I, I've never done karaoke except one time, and that was with Kevin. Uh, I don't know if he remembers that. It was uh, we were doing Roxanne at some pool. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. It was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And I, I finished it with, I mean, as painful as it was. Um, but the song I, I picked, uh, which I, I, when it came out, I mean, I always thought it was great and always sang along with it, was uh, Emotional Rescue by the Rolling Stones. I love that song. So do you get them high notes up in there that Mick hits? You got to if you're singing along with that. You got to go high, don't you? You guys are stupid. <laughs> I just want to see Kevin and Art sing karaoke right now. Uh, no, you don't. So <laughs> I remember, I'd forgotten about it, but I do remember now he mentions it. When we walked off, the, the guy that was like the MC goes, okay, now let's get some people up here that can actually sing. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of sang it. We, we were kind of singing it a little bit obnoxious, kind of like uh, uh, in 48 Hours when Eddie Murphy was singing it. That, that was kind of the, the take we were going for. We, we weren't taking ourselves serious, but... Uh, <laughs> I do remember. It was a little, a little offensive. That's how dare him think that we can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Jim, what about you? Yeah. So, this uh, "Home Sweet Home" is a song that I think about mainly because of one instance, and it was uh, I was in the army. It was nineteen eighty-seven, and we were as a platoon packing up and leaving uh, the next day to go home uh, or to go back. Yeah, mostly home. Some went to other places, but mostly home. Uh, and we were cleaning out the barracks. It was a you know great sunny day in San Antonio. Windows were open and we were blasting this song. through the barracks and uh i you know that that feeling never really left me because i was really excited about coming back to ohio but you can just imagine you know 150 guys sort of screaming or singing this at the top of their lungs you know it was it was a pretty cool pretty cool moment so it's always stuck with me as far as singing along that's a great story um have you ever been in a place where you could use that in a karaoke type situation or would you dare <laughs> No, I, I have never done karaoke. Actually, I think at one point I did do, uh, what is it? Uh, there was some video game. Um, and I did Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin with my brother-in-law. But, you know, I think I may have had a few um, few uh, fancy beverages before I attempted that. But, uh, yeah, no no karaoke for me. My song is going to be What I Like About You by The Romantics. That's a good one. And that's one that I feel like, because I I did karaoke one time, and that's what I sung it to, and I did not do a good job, but I can't, I cannot sing worth a lick, but if I had that song, there's not really singing involved. He's just kind of yelling. 
I got to pull one off, that's what I'm going to do. It would have to be that or a rap, but I don't know the words to any rap songs completely. So I'd, ha I'd really, really rely on the screen to give me the next one. So well, that's it. That's my, uh, that's my sing-along song, if, the, if I had one. Next, Kevin, your favorite pump-up sports or workout anthem. Oh, I have a few, and I've been going back and forth on which one I want to which one I want to give sports would be a different one than a workout anthem. But if I'm working out in the gym, I remember the song we used to like to play back in the day was hurt. So good by uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, or maybe it was just John Cougar at the time, or maybe it was John Mellencamp. I think it was John. It was from the um, 82 full album. So it was still John. It was still John Cougar. Okay. So that was always one that pe people like to, to, you know, have playing when we were in the gym uh, because, you know, if you're working out right, it does hurt, but it hurts so good, right? It's like you're getting stronger. So that, that's the one I went with. Okay. Nice. Snowball. All right. Mine would be a pump-up sports jam. It went to number 71 in 1984. <laughs> so it really skyrocketed up the charts. Uh, basketball by Curtis Blow. Oh, yeah. I. You know what? I think we need to stop and pause and play just a second. Huh? Absolutely. I like to pick and roll. I like to give and go. Cause it's basketball. But Mr. Curtis Blow. I don't know what it is about that song, but I've always loved it. So, yes. Art. Far away. Before you answer, Art has probably got multiple extenuous playlists. Like, Art was a competitive bodybuilder at one time. He's like, you guys don't be bragging on me. But uh, <laughs> he's he's lifted more weights than probably all of us combined. So, Art, what would the expert say? Well, I have quite a few songs on my I still have a workout playlist. But uh, trying to go back, something at the time that really kind of got me motivated was uh, Auto Nova. I remember riding into the high school parking lot and for whatever reason we'd crank it up, but it was always a real motivating song to me. So for me, it would be Demolition Man by the police. Oh, nice. I had a few periods in my life where I worked out for like a couple weeks at a time. And for some reason that song, it helps me drive faster. It's very, very sweet. There's also a version that Sting did for the Demolition Man soundtrack that that I might like just as much as the original. It's very good. I and think then, I like that better than the original. Do what? I think I like that one better than the original. Yeah, I think I kind of do too. Yeah, it's a great song. And I also, one that I almost went with that I actually had listed number one, uh, but I didn't, was uh, Tough It Out by Webb Wilder. Hmm. Jim, what about you? So I picked Judas Priest. Uh, you got another thing coming. For this one, which is probably a little obscure, um, but this is actually the one that I use to get pumped up for sports, not really workout or anything like that, but pre-basketball game with the uh, whatever Sony Walkman knockoff 
sponge type headphones, you know, that we had back then. Uh, this was what I was jamming to. And um, it just kind of got me pumped up for the for the game. So I remember you playing high school basketball back in the day. What's it? Any because I was that good. Because you were that good. Everybody so remembered me playing. Did, did you have any like moment that you know years later you can say you know back in '87 I had the winning shot with three seconds left? Yeah, any of those kind of stories? Yeah, I have one, and I'm 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 almost positive that I I was uh, rocking out to this before the game, but I actually broke my leg. I was um, I was a guard, and I it was a basketball game at uh, Buckeye Middle School was where we. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. So, we, uh, so just to kind of let everybody know here, he went to a Christian high school. who did you know too small to have their own gym, so they had to kind of play where you could, right? Borrow. Yeah. Yes. And Judas Priest was not approved uh, pregame music, but that's okay. But um, so, you know, I broke away. I stole the ball. I broke away. And being the cocky teenager I was, I slowed down and let the guy catch up with me so that I could let him foul me and I would still make the shot, which all went to plan, except for the fact that we crossed shins and I broke my fibula. And um, so uh, walked around for a while, actually toughed it out and made the free throw, then went to the hospital. So, (laughs) yeah, that's 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 my uh, my one story. If I hadn't pumped up pregame, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So thank you, (laughs) Judas Priest. That's right. (laughs) That's a great story, man. I don't think I don't think you've I've you know Jim and I've known each other for years. I don't think I ever remember hearing that before. That's cool. Yeah, it it it, it was kind of a fun moment, but it also uh, ended my season, which I did not relish. But yeah, our life reflection song. So this is a song that makes you maybe makes you look back on some old times, uh, memories that flood through something like that. Uh, Kevin, what uh, what song would you say would fit this? this so I again, this is one where I kind of went back and forth on some some different songs, but I think the one I'm going to go with is "Like a Rock" um, by Bob Seger. It's one of those songs <laughs> where uh, you know it didn't have the same meaning back then as it does now. When you're like, oh yeah, remember back when you were in shape and you stood strong in your beliefs and then you're like, where'd time go? And that's kind of like where we are now. It's like, where's the time gone? How did we, how did we lose our youth? You know, it seemed like it was gone so quickly. And that's kind of the one that I kind of, I think the one I felt most strongly about choosing. Mike. All right. This song is a kind of a song about an old past love. It's from the movie Eddie and the Cruisers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a Springsteen sound alike. It's kind of the, uh, the knock that they got but the john cafferty uh beaver brown band mm-hmm. and a song uh tender years oh great song it actually was released twice when the movie first came out it only went to number 64 on the billboard charts mm-hmm. but then the following years they played it over and over and over again on hbo and re-released it and in 1984 it actually then peaked at number 31 cool what about you, Art? Well, uh, since Kevin used mine, I was going to... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So I did another one. Um, I picked Sailing by Christopher Cross. Sailing. 
does kind of take you back. And I, I do. I mean, I love that song even from the beginning. I never really, I think back then would admit that I liked it. Uh, but it is a, a relaxing song and it's reminiscent and it kind of takes me back to that time. So I've, I've talked about this on here before and uh, that song holds a, holds a very memorable meaning for me. So I'll just kind of share the story. Kevin and Art, you guys are both there. So way, 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 way back in the early 80s, back about the time this song was out, um, our, our youth group, our church youth group, we did stuff together all the time, whether it's camps or activities or fundraisers. And one fundraiser was a walkathon, And we did it at Kevin's house. And I think Sharon must have, Tom and Sharon must have like done a 10-mile thing because we walked 10 miles in the back of the house. So at the end of the, the day, it, like the sun wasn't, it was like starting to set. And that's the first recollection of actually hearing sailing uh, to me. So even still, when that song comes on, I'm sitting on Kevin's front porch, kind of looking at the sunset there. So I don't know, just weird, one of those weird things. Wow. It's one of the few songs that if I, it comes on the radio or on my playlist, I let it play through. I don't pass it no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. And another thing I remember from that day was Herman's um, Cincinnati Reds batting helmet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So, uh, Jim, what about you? Yeah, so I um, I thought about this one and actually is probably the one I spent the least on. But I picked In Your Eyes, which technically could fit under a love song, but I just think it's... Uh, it's just timeless. It's, it's classic, you know, all the way from, uh, you know, um, say anything to, to now. And it's been redone multiple times. Um, there's actually a version I like almost as well by, uh, I think it's Jeffrey Gaines. Yes, it is. Um, it is a great and it's, <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's, it's one of the, I mean, rarely do I say that a remake is as good as the original, but that is, that is one of them. Well, wait, so, wait, uh, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Don't be talking sacrilege. It, it, putting Jeffrey Gaines with Peter Gabriel is with Peter Gabriel. not there. It is awful darn good. It was maybe 98, 99 is when that thing came out. I can't remember. There you go. But yeah, yeah. It, it is yeah. an excellent, we'll give it a close, an excellent close cover. second. I'm just messing with you. For me, uh, that song would be My Friends, My Friends by Eddie Money. But I love to take my pictures out. My songs are not like my life now. Aren't always true? Me and my friends were dreamers and dreaming all we do. My friends, my friends. That was my class song the grove city high school class 1984 and it was never released as a single uh it was just an an eddie money album cut and some kid in our class must have nominated it so i remember in an assembly one day they were going through what things we should be voting for so they played clips of these songs and like that's the one i voted for because it seemed to really fit and basically it's about 
him looking back and reminiscing about guys he hung out with and friendships and good times and things like that. So I look back to the class I was in, but I also look back to my closer group of friends, which were you guys, you know, people I went to church with. Like I spent more of my free time, probably, you know, I'd say as much of my free time with you guys as I did my school friends. So to me, that song it kind of collides all of my past back then and you know, it's it's just it's just a really cool song so guys check that one out if you ever want to feel a little nostalgic even if you don't know the song and you heard it you go okay i understand why i picked that next this will be a fun one how about favorite song by a hair band kevin so i have to ask the group do you guys consider motley crew a hair band yes, yes. Okay. In that case, it will be kickstart my heart. So, um, there you go. Yeah. I mean, especially in the early days, I mean, they were big in makeup and they had yeah. definitely a lot of hairspray in their hair. So I definitely go. Yeah. I think they, yeah. yeah. I want to make sure you guys agreed. So yeah, I, um, I would say like later on they became more of a rock band, heavy metal. Yeah, and even maybe, but you know, with that look and that appearance and the glam and the makeup and the hair, it's like dudes, that you are what you are, and I think you're yeah. a hair band. So anyhow, yeah. it start my heart. So yeah, I um, this wasn't probably a song that I was really that familiar with or crazy about that back in the '80s, but they had a Super Bowl commercial several years back where they played this song and ever since then i'm like this song's awesome so it's kind of become like my, my favorite hair band there's a couple others that are close by but I, I think this is probably my favorite cool mike this is a tough one this is pro- this is one of the two hardest categories to narrow it down and actually i do have the motley Crue song on my list but i'm gonna go with uh this song it was number one in 1987 on the hysteria album pour some sugar on me but it has to be the single version where it opens with gotta be specific on which version is my favorite great song. Good choice great song i remember when that album came out it's like we're waiting forever because they had their um uh keep me honest here pyromania album yes and then it, like they had all kinds of delays of getting the album made including rick allen losing his arm and we could not wait for Hysteria to come out. And finally, this album came out. And yeah, that's, that's a great song. I mean, I know it was tragic. He lost his arm. But just the different sound they had than everybody else because of it. it was, oh, yeah. A lot more bass pedal. <laughs> yes, a lot of bass. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Art? Well, I, you know, if you remember back in the 80s, I wasn't big in the hair bands. Um I was kind of a snob when it came to that. Kind of <laughs> I, I, Def Leppard, I love Def Leppard. And at the time, I, I I don't think I would have admitted that they were a hair band, but they are. Um, I love Def Leppard back then, but I picked since then. Um, I've broadened my music choices and um, I picked uh, Metallica Four Horsemen. Um, especially, it was in the movie, the X Men movie, and I thought it was fitting for that. And it was kind of cool. And, I've become a since then a big Metallica fan. So, Mike, what do you think of when you think of Four Horsemen? <laughs> right here, wrestlers: <laughs> Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, Lex Luger. 
Exactly. That's what we think of the four horsemen. <laughs> Wasn't that five? Well, there, there, there is like the Mount Rushmore. Changing. <laughs> yeah, there's there probably about a dozen guys that were a horseman at one point, but it was never okay. more than four. <laughs> so. At one point, except one for they time. had a manager who was five, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but technical. <laughs> what about you, Jim? So I chose Gypsy Road by Cinderella. And this is probably the category that I struggled with the most because I liked a lot of hairband songs. And um, there were those acts that sort of crossed over, you know, are they, are they not? Metallica, Def Leppard. I felt like Cinderella was right square in the middle. And this is one that I would just, <laughs> another funny story. I had a Suzuki Samurai um, after I graduated high school and raised it up six or eight inches i mean it was too big to even get out of its own way but i would take the top off and i would just blare this song driving through columbus um i think it's a really good road trip song uh but i, I used it as my my hair band song and I, I still love it to this day it's a great tune i remember seeing them in concert with bon jovi it's 1987 buckeye lake buckeye lake Yes. Well, it was Legend Valley back then. <laughs> so yeah. that was the hottest day in the world. Concert venues that have come and gone. Yeah. Oh my That's God. That's awesome. Yeah, I never saw them. Um I, I saw a few, I did see Bon Jovi, but um I um I didn't go to a lot of concerts back then. Um I don't know why. I, I don't I don't think it was the Christian school thing, but um yeah. maybe I just didn't have any money. I think that's probably the so my song, uh, going back to Bon Jovi as well, is Runaway. That's my favorite hair band song. Uh, is I that had on a, their first album? Uh, first or second. It was out in 1984. But I don't. Okay. I didn't hear it until later, um, after "Slippery When Wet" came out. Um, went back and heard some of the other albums, and uh, that was a that was a really you know that that song still sounds. I mean, it just sounds like '80s hairband cheese to me. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really good. Now I almost said "Don't Treat Me Bad" by Firehouse. But oh, so we are going honorable mention here. So well, I can throw you know, out a couple it, myself. It, yeah, well, if if you do have if you do have one or two that you, you know, that almost made the cut, feel free to mention them. Yeah. Matt's not here. He was a purist last time. We he got upset. Yeah, he Matt, mentioned Matt was very very tiny mustache-ish about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what are some of your honorable mentions, boys? All right, Hot for Teacher Van Halen from the 1984 album. Ooh, great song. Yeah, I have a hard time calling them hair band though. See, that's another one where I was like, is that a hair band? Because I would have picked, you know, Drop Dead Legs was a possibility, too. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. But, uh, but, yeah, some people may say, think of them as a hair band, even though he had ginormous hair. <laughs> yes, yes. Then I got to throw out Here I Go Again by White Snake. So. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's one. Uh, that was my, one of my backups. And so was uh, Too Late for Love. 
Ooh, Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. one. Yeah. And one of my backups was Slow and Easy by White Snake. So I think we're all kind of like on a similar <laughs> wavelength here. <laughs> I also had Home Sweet Home as a as my you know alternative. I almost picked that one. Do what? I, had, I almost picked that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It, it wasn't on my backup list, but that was the first one that came to mind. All right, so here's one you gentlemen might enjoy talking about. Favorite song by a rap or hip-hop artist? You want me to just do everybody's? Because I might yeah. be the only one. Snowball, I, know this is, I know this is your um, this is your sweet spot. So This is the one that was probably tough for him to decide. But hold off on your alternates till we're done, because you might t- steal one of ours. So go yeah, ahead. You might want to just put me last on this one. I don't know. <laughs> we will do that. We'll put you last. Kevin, right. let her rip. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, it's tricky by Run DMC. Yep, that was a good one. <laughs> Does it get the snowball seal of approval? Absolutely, it was my, uh, I believe the first rap album I purchased. So, it's nice. the first one I purchased. That's for sure. Um, I think I purchased purchased a couple. That's one of them. All right, Art. I picked <clears throat> "Hey Ladies" by the Beastie Boys. Love that song. Love the video. Yeah, the video is great. It's a great video. And again, I wasn't a Beastie Boys fan back then. I'm a big fan. Yes. Uh, What about you, Jim? So I chose uh, George Clinton, Atomic Dog, because that chorus sticks with me and and has ever since. I want to say it was 82 or so when this came out. Right around the time of Rapper's Delight. Um, and so this is one of those songs that I think sort of kicked off that, that era and, and the genre. And um, so I just think it's it's well done. I, I've always loved the, the uh, Why Must I Chase the Cat riff. Um, and um, yeah, it was a tough one too. I mean, there were some things in the mid and late 80s that I would have leaned towards, but I, I think this one's just a classic. I would agree. That's uh, whenever they have the stupid quizzes about song about an animal, that's my go-to is Atomic Dog. Nice. <laughs> All right, so mine is going to be, I'm going back to Curtis Blow here, the brakes. Very, very old school, rap in its infancy. But uh, yeah, that, that's mine. Um, what about you, Snowball? Go ahead and uh, take us to school, brother. Oh, man, I could take anything from the License to Ill album. <laughs> I mean, go slow and low, Brass Monkey, She's Crafty, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Anything but fight for your right to party. That's probably the one they're known the best for, but it's probably the, in my opinion, the weakest song on the whole album. But I agree. Okay. Um, another one would be the Philadelphia Slapper himself. Parents just don't understand. Little Will Smith. It was just a fun song back in the day. It was good on MTV. The the Philadelphia Slapper. The, 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 <laughs> well, you know, he just went up and. Smacked oh, oh, be, oh, because of the recent thing. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Chris Rock, I, yeah. I thought maybe that was like something he had back then because he did like like the hand drive also. I don't know. 
the new nickname I gave him, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, do I feel dumb for missing that one. Jeez. I know. That was a good one, too. And yeah. don't forget DJ Jazzy Jeff and his contributions to the song. All right, I got a couple more for you. He's he, Some people know him as Mohandas Deweese. But I know him as Cool Modi. <laughs> How you like me now? Uh, do you remember that one? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Okay, and you'll like the last one. Okay. It's a conglomeration with the Fat Boys and the Beach Boys. Wipe oh, yeah. out. <laughs> that was terrible. I mean, was good, good pick. Good pick. Went to number twelve in nineteen eighty-seven. So, which was your official one that you're picking? <laughs> I would go uh No Sleep Tell Okay. That's nice. a good one for sure. All right, we're gonna take a brief time out here and acknowledge some of our sponsors again. And then we will be right back. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are most of the way through our topic here. We got a few more. Now we're probably about halfway through. We're going to talk about some more of our 80s toolbox songs. So uh, let's start. Let's get back in action. So uh, New Wave has a lot of different subgenres of part of it. There's ska and reggae and more electronic and whatever. So we'll start with art this time. Mm-hmm. Got me off there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Art, what is your, if you were to pick a favorite New Wave song to add here, what would it be? I, I had a hard time with this one. I, had, I made a list and I had to narrow it down. And, um, and I'm still looking at it. It's still hard to decide. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Flock of Seagull, Space Age Love Song. Ooh, good song. Yeah, I love that song. I, it's another one. comes on the radio or on my playlist. I never pass it. Yeah, it just has a cool sound to it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Snowball, what about you? Um, well, if I was ever putting a mixtape together for a young lady, I would definitely throw this song on there. Uh, Send Me an Angel by Real Life. Send me an angel. Good one. I think you may have done that, haven't you? I may have done that. Um, they were an Australian band, and this one also was released twice. It was originally released in 1983, went to number 29, mm-hmm. and then was released again in 89 and went to number 23. Yeah, it's a good song. Good song. Yes, it is. Um, what about you, Kevin? So, believe it or not, the first one I had listed was Space Age Love Song. Uh <laughs> That was the first one. Yeah, so our, you, you got me this time. You, you got your revenge. In the 80s, I would have been like, I ran. That's the one I heard all the time. But this is the song over the years that I've heard. And I'm like, that's their best song, I think, by far. It's, it's it awesome. Is. But I think I have a really good backup. And I was actually kind of going back and forth as to which one I should do. I'm going to go with Don't Change by NXS.
this is a song that actually got introduced uh, to me by Art. Um, I remember him you pulling that out, uh, the little cassette out of the your little pickup truck that you had, and um, you know, me listen to that and um, the one thing and some other songs off of Shabu Shaba. I loved it. And I, I think it's their best song. So I'm going to go with Don't Change by NXS. And Jim, how about you, buddy? Yeah, so I chose Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. I think this was a tough one. I, I've said that about every category I think I've struggled with. Uh, but I love the Talking Heads in the 80s. Um, I would certainly put them right in the middle of sort of a new wave act. And this song still cracks me up. The video. But it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think this is the, the, uh, probably my favorite. Uh, Burning Down the House was a tough one. That one would have been, a, you know, a close second. Uh, among among others, and um, I, I had haircut 100 um, um, love plus one as a, as a close third, but um, that may be a little more obscure. Oh, I loved it. I, I you're talking early MTV days. You know, I was glued. <laughs> there was nothing nothing I wouldn't watch that came on there. For me, I'm again. We talk about this all the time. You're asking me today what these songs are. These are my answers. You ask me next week, it could change because there's so much good music out there and so hard to like pick a favorite kid, you know. I'm going to go with Life's What You Make It by Talk Talk. It's got maybe the one of the coolest intros and bass lines of just about any song. So I love that song. have some honorable mentions on here too one of them happened to be don't change also by nxs agree with you on that shabu shuba album is my favorite nxs album and and it's probably my favorite 80s album Mm. overall again next week i might say something else but uh for right now that i mean i just listened to it again for the one millionth time recently it's just a just a great album uh one step ahead by split ends that was uh that was one of my backups too. Do you guys have any other honorable mentions on this topic here? Uh, the Pesh Mode, Personal Jesus, mm-hmm. and Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. The other one I had down was uh, Hold Back the Rain by Duran Duran. Oh, that's a great one. Another great album. Well, I had a couple. I had uh, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I had uh, Genius of Love by the Tom Tom Club. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yes, that's hey. a good one, too. A lot of cool samples in that thing. Um, okay, so brings us up to our next topic. Favorite love song? <laughs> so, Just four dudes talking about their favorite <laughs> love song. <laughs> well, you know what? One of the very one of the first podcasts, probably number 12, 13, something in there, me and Kevin did did one on favorite love songs, but what we did is we pulled, which is something we don't do anymore, not typically, is we pulled our 
the people that were in part of the living in the 80s page that time so there's probably under a thousand people at that time and they had all kinds of songs that weren't actually love songs they're like breakup songs like every breath you take okay it's about a stalker so <laughs> so that was uh that's something we had to nick so um it's not the first time we've talked about love songs in a manly setting so <laughs> so speaking of which we will start with you kevin oh boy um this is another one I, I kind of went back and forth on, um, but I think I have to go with Just Between You and Me, and the reason why is because it kind of has a special memory for me. I, it was the first time I'd ever given Diana a kiss. Aww. Right after that, <laughs> right <laughs> after that, I drove over to Art and Cynthia's. They were newly married and went over to pick up a mixtape that Art had made for me, and I put it in, and it was the first song to play, Just Between You and Me by April Wine, so I've always kind of associated that with the, the first kiss I gave Diana back in the day. So um, I'm going to go with that one. So Art, we'll go to you next. And how many mixtapes did that song make its way to? Because when I very first heard it, I think it was from you also. <laughs> so that made, like, after that, it's like every time I made a mixtape for a girl, that song made it somewhere. Oh, there was so many mixtapes back in. I, and it's funny, the order of some of them are played song come on and automatically i'll go to that playlist and like this song should be next because yep. i play it so much yeah but uh oh the song i pick i, I had a hard time because uh you know the early 80s is the time i met my wife and we dated so um i actually had two uh one was waiting for a girl but uh, like you by foreigner and then i also had uh sweetheart by frankie and the knockouts <clears throat> those nice. Pretty good special meaning for me. So great songs. In fact, I don't know if if I might have sent you a text a while back or something. But a few months ago, you're sitting there. You're just like you listen to so much music. I'm listening to music all day long. And there's a uh, Frankie and the Knockouts. I found their greatest hits on Apple Music and just played it through. They're really good. Like yeah. they've got some really good songs. And uh, and I, I can't remember if I sent anything to you. Know, hey, go listen to this. This is good. Uh, Mike, what about you? All right, I got to go with uh, I Want to Know What Love Is by uh, Foreigner. I went to number one in 1984. It was their biggest hit, but basically was the beginning of the end for the band. Some disagreements on uh, writing contributions on the song. Mick Jones gave uh, Lou Graham zero percentage royalties on this song. So <laughs> they had a big falling out after it. But I love the song. I love the passion that Lou Graham sings with and also love the choir. I mean, how many 80s rock bands have a, you know, a, a choir singing in the background? Not so. that many. Going to kind of correct you there a little bit. Oh, um, so, take me to school here, Professor. Just just, just a little bit. Just going to, you know, it, it may have just, been like a little. released at the end of 1984. It did not become a number one hit until 1985, maybe February, March-ish. Thanks for that slight. I remember the girl I was dating when it was popular. So, so there it was. Okay, you want to give her a shout out while we're at it? Probably better not. I'm sure she doesn't listen. Uh, What What about you, Jim? So I chose Berlin. Take my breath away. um, And this one, I remember distinctly. Not necessarily because there was some, you know love interest at the time maybe there was i'm sure there was because i 
didn't go two days without that. But play uh, play. This, <laughs> it would have been 86 and I was in the army again. I mean, the first time at basic training and I had the um, Top Gun soundtrack and um, just kind of wore that out while I was there. And so this one was really more of a comfort than anything. Uh, I would say, but I've always liked it. I think it's been, it's pretty timeless. I think it's still a, a great song today. For me, uh, that song, the, the song that I'm going to pick here, uh, made its way on maybe every mixtape that I ever made, every, you know, slower and, and some, you know, more classic rock stuff, but uh, Ain't Even Done With The Night by John Cougar. Yep, that's a good one. Just just about the perfectly made pop song to me. I just, I mean, I absolutely love that song. Like you're talking about with Sailing Art, I cannot put that song, I can't pass it. If it's on, I'm going to listen to the whole thing and not feel guilty like I'm betraying that song if I turn it off. I just love it, love the way that song sounds. I think that's his best song. Oh, I do too. I do too. And, and I love his body of work. Like he's got so many songs that I just absolutely adore that that's that's number one for sure now i have some honorable mentions here well first i'll let you guys go with yours because i got a bunch of them here i may take one of yours rob but uh i love you by climax blues band we've talked about that before it's kind of a, a hit that uh <laughs> now the name of the title i was telling my love <laughs> all they did i love you like a brother and i love you as well too yes <laughs> in a total hetero kind of way i love kevin Heart. I just did a heart there. You know, we're we're on Zoom today, by the way. I don't I don't think I mentioned that earlier. So we can like see each other, but can't hear each other. So what? <laughs> Anybody else? Autumn mentions. Uh, Tesla love song. Good one. I have that Tesla love will find a way. Wait, wasn't that uh, Amy Grant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, not Amy Grant, man. That's. That may or may not be one of my guilty pleasures. So. Um, and I gotta, what's that? I gotta, I gotta give a little Michael Stanley band shout out because I'm sure they will come up and nobody's list anywhere on here falling <laughs> in love again. So just throwing that one out there. Good song. So mine, I've got One on One by Hall and Oates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Hall's voice sounds amazing there. Faithfully by Journey. Yeah. Um, Kevin's heard this a thousand times. Romeo's Tune by Steve Forbert. Oh, yeah. Also a great hidden gem. And uh, not a traditional love song, but Two Hearts Beat as One by U2. All right, so moving right along, we're going to go to favorite song from a movie soundtrack. So uh, we'll start with Kevin. Oh, thanks for letting me go first. Uh, that's an easy one. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. <laughs> first yeah, movie I ever got to see um, I wasn't allowed to go to the movies until I want to say how old was I 14 at that time until and... I went color <laughs> <laughs> so I went with art that was the first time I ever went to the movie I went with art actually and uh, went to see Eye of the Tiger you went to see Eye of the Tiger went to see, oh, sorry, went to see Rocky Dree it was such a good song they should have made a movie about it so. they should have yeah they should have <laughs> alright Snowball what about you um, a terrible movie I've seen bits and pieces, and I believe it's on our list of movies to watch from uh, 1986, the movie American Anthem, songs Take It Easy by Andy Taylor, not Andy Taylor from uh, Mayberry, but mm-hmm. Andy Taylor from uh, Duran Duran. So, That's an awesome song. Absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Love that song. Art. 
Well, I had, I had a lot to choose from and I'm still struggling, which another list that I'm struggling with, but uh, I was, I thought maybe one of you guys would recall one of my guilty pleasure songs, but I'm bringing it up. You guys don't remember it. Um, if you, if you say it, I probably will. No, I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to go with uh Oh, I know, I know which one it is. I know exactly which one it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with Heavy Metal by uh, Don Felder. Heavy Metal soundtrack. Perfect. But what about you, Jim? So I chose Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. And frankly, I was surprised that that had not come up in anyone else's list. Dude, that was um, on my that was on my pump up list, but I, you know. Yes. Yeah. Cuz you're the gooch. Yep. So I, I, I just, yes. my second decision to change it <laughs> yeah great soundtrack um maybe not one that everybody knows but um it is a great pump up song I, I will give you that and a uh, nice long intro oh yeah um, and um great movie if uh if folks out there have not that is- seen it yeah, that is one of my favorite sports movies. Also, one of my favorite '80s soundtracks. Like, it's I love that soundtrack. It's it's so good. Uh, Only the Young by Journey would be another one that would. Uh, that is another. Fit one. a lot of categories. Sammy H- Sammy Hagar was on there, as I recall, right? Yes, he was. Man, good. I might have to listen to that when we get done with the podcast. <laughs> so for me, uh, it's "The Girl Gets Around" by Sammy Hagar from the Footloose soundtrack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was on Footloose. I'm like, what song? I mean, what movie? That's right. It's the scene where uh, Ariel is going down the road. She's straddling between Chuck's truck and her friend's car. The semis come in the other direction. That song's playing. Um, Great song. Great song. How many teenagers tried to reenact that movie moment? (laughs) Yeah, that's scary. I hope none, but I'm sure somewhere, probably in Alabama or Arkansas or some other SEC state, Somebody trying to do that. Sorry for my southern listeners down there. And just that we associate you with doing risky things. All right. Okay. How about any honorable mentions on the soundtracks there, guys? Another Rocky, Rocky Four, uh, Living in America. Oh, yeah. Little James Brown. Got Ivan Drago coming up through the floor. You got Apollo Creed coming down with some smoking dragon. I, I had a couple. Call Me from American Ooh. Duke. Good song. Uh, and also, uh, Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. Valley Girl. Good one. Kevin? Uh, I can't believe no one mentioned this one, but Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Oh, um, was that in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs> and uh, Power of Love. From Back to the Future. Okay. I was hoping you wouldn't say from Karate Kid. All right, that's Glory of Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big difference. <laughs> yes, there is. So uh, I had a couple honorable mentions. One of them was Don't You Forget About Me. Uh, another one is Slave to Love uh, by Brian Ferry from the Nine and a Half Weeks soundtrack. And uh, Do What You Do by NXS from Pretty in Pink. Those are, those are mine. Nine and a Half Weeks, another one that I would have been on my list at least a few years ago was uh, John Taylor's I Do What I Do. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Another ex-Duran Duraner. Well, yeah. I think he's still with them. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. I love that song. Okay, a uh, couple more left here. 
Uh, favorite song for a road trip? Snowball. All right. Boy, times have changed. <laughs> what I would be jamming to uh, back in 1987 compared to the day. I mean, it would have been pretty much all hair bands or all rap. But now it's nothing but yacht rock when we hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking... Little River Band and Paul Davis and Cliff Richards and it's just you know Christopher Cross. It's sad, but uh, so driving slower, so your music should be slower to go along. Exactly. So okay. my song would be "Cool Night" by Paul Davis from uh, 1981. It's gonna be a cool night. Just let me hold. song very well yeah, yeah I, I pretty go ahead kevin go ahead. sorry go ahead. um pretty much i believe video killed uh, paul davis's career but <laughs> he had a face for radio <laughs> he definitely did but a bullet couldn't kill him because he got shot in the chest in 1986 in nashville i did not know that yeah. really yep somebody was stealing his wallet and shot him in the chest but he survived mm. i think his hair probably blocked the shot <laughs> very well a lot of these beard <laughs> yeah or that massive beard yes he, he looked like he should be in zz top but he sung the mellowest sweetest rock yacht rock tunes ever yes yes he did uh what about you kevin so uh, i think he's hitting uh in jim's wheelhouse talking about lrb right now so oh yeah <laughs> jim's favorite... like falling up his fist <laughs> favorite song for a road trip it's got to be holiday road by Lindsay buckingham good uh, one Love when I, it's it. Unfortunately, the song is way too short. It's only a little over two minutes long, but I love that song. Nice art. Uh, this song would not have been on my playlist back then because I could not stand this group, but I, I love them now and I think they're awesome. And we'll go with uh, Take the Long Way Home by Super Tramp. Oh, yeah, great, great road trip, too. That's a great, great album. Yes, totally agree. Jim, so I picked. Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles. And and frankly, I had to look up the release date to see if it would qualify. And it was released on their, their live album in 1980. I, I'm ashamed to say that this song did not pop into my radar and uh, onto my radar until decades later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just sort of, you know, buried in general, but... Um, it is an excellent song. I've seen them in concert twice recently. Mm-hmm. And the harmonies of, of the song and just the, you know, the idea of driving down this road is it's just it's classic. I mean it in concert it gave me chills. It was it was really that that impressive. There are stars in the southern sky. And if ever you decide, you should go. You know what? It's funny. I'm in the same boat. I saw, I'll back up a little bit. I didn't hear the song to probably early to mid 90s. Uh, I got uh, one of the Eagles' greatest hits albums and it was on there. I'm like, where's this song been hiding? Because, you know, Unless you're buying Eagles albums, you probably wouldn't have heard it because they wouldn't—they weren't playing it like on the radio stations. 
especially like the rock radio stations or anything. So I never heard it until later and thought, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And uh, and I'm in the same boat. The I saw them on their last tour with Glenn Fry opening night. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. When they come out doing that song, I was just, it was very, it was so surreal and just, just caught up in the moment of that. It was, that's yeah. a great song. So excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. This was the one I, the one I, the first one I saw was with Deacon uh, Fry and um, they had, of course, a big video background. And, and so it was moving and you were actually moving down this road and there, there, it was just their silhouettes oh, out at the front of the stage. And so it was, it was uh, fantastic. For me, it is Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Uh, it's my second Bon Jovi song I picked. Dad, go on it. Um, yeah, bon yeah. Jovi's probably leading the list right now. I think he probably, I mean, he was so far, he's all over the 80s. But yeah, this one kind of reminds me, the video is like life on the road. There he is on the bus, like, looked like he hadn't had sleep in 20 days. And uh, an honorable mention that I almost picked. I actually had it listed over this one, but I looked at it and went, oh, I'll pick the other one. The Valley Road by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. That's another good road trip. I've got I've got a couple road trip playlists, and uh, I think the Valley Road may... that Yeah, the Valley Road's my pick. I, t- I take back my wanted dead or alive. I'm, t- I'm going with Valley Road. Just because, you know, a girl has the right to change her mind, so... There it is. Any, any other honorable mentions there, boys? My honorable mention is going to be Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. I always like to, to either play that when I'm uh, on a road trip or when I'm running. You know, if I've got a long, like, seven miles ahead of me, I like to play Road to Nowhere. Cool. Have any of you guys seen the um, the movie The Other Guys with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So Will Ferrell plays nothing but... Um, the Little River Band <laughs> yeah. CD constantly in his car. I've always got Little River Band loaded up here. I got six discs in here. <laughs> so I got a couple on the list. Another song that starts with "Cool, Cool Change," mm. and and "Take It Easy on Me." So I got a couple of cool songs so on my list. So. That's so cool. It is. Are any other honorable mentions there? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, usually my road trips are just between home and work, so and they're they're a little bit more intense than a road trip would be. But I, I'm going to go with uh, There's Only One Way to Rock. I thought that was a great one to drive yeah. by. But, uh, and also The Trooper by Iron Maiden. But those are more uh, high-intensity songs, something that probably make you drive over the speed limit. <laughs> yeah not that i would uh, do that you can get away with it yeah. not that i would encourage that kind of behavior <laughs> but and, and both of those songs are probably at that time back in the 80s i wouldn't listen to at the time so last topic this is we'll go out on a high note here time to fess up boys your favorite guilty pleasure song start <laughs> with art and we'll go with i love rainy night by eddie rabbit that's country, isn't it? It's still an eighty song, but it could still be a guilty pleasure. It is, but, but art's a crossover. Art, as far as we know, art. Do you still absolutely abhor country music and hate it? I like I like old country music. I don't like the new stuff. Uh, I, Nobody I, likes the new stuff. 
Um, but the old stuff and even like going to Dollywood and listening to the old bluegrass, I, that's awesome. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Most country, now. But I, I remember 92 X used to play that song all the time. Oh, yeah, they sure did. They, they had a couple Eddie Money songs. Driving My Life. Driving my life yeah. yeah. All right, Kevin. Oh, boy. You remember when you said, as long as you don't say a Barbara Streisand song? <laughs> All right, you're, 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 come on, Kevin. This, let's hear it, baby. The disclaimer before you say anything, you're going to be made fun of. Go ahead. And gratefully so. Uh, I'm going to go with Woman in Love. Kevin, why do I picture you in a bubble bath with that song playing and candles all around you? Well, because I sent you a picture of that. So <laughs> well, that's probably why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I had a few others, but but I'll go with that one. I mean, if if I'm gonna be guilty, that would be that's <laughs> that, actually it's off the guilty album, I believe. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have to feel really bad to sing that song. And hey, to each their own, you know. You, I, I guess you so. Babs can sit and make out all you want to. No thanks. <laughs> Snowball, please tell me you don't have a Barbara Streisand song. I don't have a Barbara Streisand song, but it's the creepiest song probably that any of us will name today. And it was actually released twice in 1980 and 1989. A little bit of Benny Mardona's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Doesn't get any freakier. That is creepy. That oh, have, have, have you heard Little Girls by Oingo Boingo? That's Probably creepy. have. Is it okay? Yes. And for those who don't recognize the title, Into the Night, it's the one uh, that started off, starts off. She's just 16. Yes. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we think you should leave it alone. Right. The All video right. even makes it just that much worse. That has got to be the one of the worst. I don't think I've ever seen that video. I probably shouldn't watch it, but yeah. oh, I don't my. think I've ever seen it. It's kind of like the, the song sounds. Uh, Am I pretty safe to say that, you think, Snowball? He's like looking through windows and oh. all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. He's standing outside the front door. <laughs> mm. That's great. Um, Jim, what about you, buddy? I picked Sly Fox. Let's go all the way. Um, only because I just love the background. And I'm not going to make the noises for your podcast, but oh, the whole man. zug zug zinginini, you know. <laughs> sort of uh, sort of uh beat uh you know i don't know it, it's just it's catchy but i mean it's a stupid song um i would say it's probably not my my uh, main genres that i enjoy but um for whatever reason i, I just like making the background noises so there you go yeah now you know and i guess i did make the noises but not not the full effect what's well, kind of like a come together by the beatles you know there you go that when it comes on yeah i've never been with anybody that knows that song that i've listened to with them it hasn't done that same thing with let's go all the way so oh exactly yeah totally agree. 
For me, I'm going I'm going back to the yacht rock route. I'm going to say Living Inside Myself by Gino Vanelli. That is uh that's about as mellow and smooth as you can get. Yes, that is mine. Um what uh, guilty ple- or what uh what also rands do you have as far as the guilty pleasure songs, guys? Well, I'm guessing one that Snowball has on his list is uh, Nobody by Sylvia. Ooh, that is a good one. Yes. <laughs> I have it on my list, too. I actually like that song. I didn't write it down, but yeah, that is an awesome one. <laughs> I'll sing along with that one every time. <laughs> All right, what about you? You took it easy with an Eddie Rabbit song. That's a, that's a cop-out. I don't know. I, I, I can't right off the top of my head think of any. The Rose by Bette Midler? Yeah, 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 that. <laughs> well, that's a good one, too. Kevin, you got quite a few, actually, that I know are on your list. Kevin has full playlists of songs that none of us would like. Oh. <laughs> and the playlist is called Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> I've got a few here. Um, I've got Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. Speaking that's a good song. It's a lot more country than any rabbit song is, I'm telling you what, boys. If, if, Art, if you heard this one... You might. I don't know. You might like it. If you like old country, you might like that song. I had Sweetheart by Frankie the Knockout. It's oh, a great song. It yeah. is a great song. I just, you know, it's not one that, like, you're sitting around talking to the dudes about songs. Hey, man, did you ever hear Frankie the Knockout? Sweetheart? Yeah. But in the in the context of talking about great love songs, yes. Kevin, you'll like this one. Heart Light by Neil Diamond. Oh, there Maybe you go. Maybe not. I actually like that song. <laughs> it's a good song to me. Maybe to nobody else. And the last one is uh, Smooth Operator by Sade. Oh, God, I hate that song. I will tell you this. As much as I despise Barbara Streisand, I like Sade that much. Like, Mm. Your Love is King, Sweetest Taboo. Like, there are lots of her songs. I just said, like, she's she's got a great band and a sweet voice. I don't know. This is the kind of crap I would expect Matt Moore to be rattling off. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say, Hart? I said I went through a big shot A phase. I'd I'd love to go see her in concert. I bet it would be good. Yeah, if she comes to town, Art, well, of course, not to bring women, but yeah, (laughs) tell Snowball and I how it goes when you go. Yeah, let us know. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) sounds good. Sounds good. So that that wraps up our topic. That is it. So, gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining. Um, Next week. We're going to have the female response to the same category. So, uh, Deborah, Tamara, and Misty are going to join. Kevin. Oh, I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that I throw out Barbara Streisand, it might get us invite back, right? Our our newest uh, guest, Kavina Ackley. Yeah. (laughs) So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, We will see y'all here next week. Uh, Take care and God bless. you in a bubble bath with that song playing and candles all around you. Oh, because I sent you a picture of that.